Brisbane Wakes Up with Steph, Abby and Matt on B105. Thank you for downloading today's podcast. Oh, Will Smith was delightful. Well, he, he would have been, but we caught up with Will Anderson. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Will Smith hasn't been called delightful for a couple of months now. Oh, yeah, I was wondering where you were going Why can't I get there. Will Anderson's name? I don't write because you I once interviewed him get... and thought he was Adam Hill. Yes, they do. Come on, they do look alike. Not from the waist down. <sighs> no, but you can say that, can't they? They've got similar hairstyles. I think it happens to them yeah. on the reg. Yeah. yeah. And they're yeah. both on the ABC. That's probably yes. what doesn't help. Yes. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Um, so he's on to talk politics. Mm-hmm. There's a poli- political Gruen show. Mm-hmm. Very interesting show, that Gruen show, though. I, I, had, I haven't watched it recently, but I did enjoy it for a while there. Just all the clever things that marketers and advertisers do. It's an interesting show. See how they mess with your brain. Mm. Mm. Which you do. You know how to do it. I really liked um, studying marketing. Mm. When I did the elective on wine marketing is what really... <laughs> Drew me in. Well, it's fascinating. Mm. We had to, like, you had to do, you had to go into a shop as well and do a little bit of a survey. So you'd set it up. So I'd be asking people, do you choose by the region? Mm. Snobs. Which you, uh, you do. Yeah, I know. I'm a snob. <laughs> uh, do you choose by the label? There's a lot of people that choose the label. Uh, um, the other one would be the price. I go by name. Yeah. Well, yeah. that's, yeah, I guess like the label and stuff yeah. like that. But um, yeah. No, I do choose region because I know that I like the grapes there because I like the really hot, really cold region, which produces strong grapes at the McLaren Bell. So that's probably my favourite. I was still, I was amazed, and it wasn't even that long ago when I discovered or learnt that you know how when they say, "Oh, you taste a wine," and they go, "Oh, it's got uh, hints of blackcurrant and um, a bit of a woody flavour." Yeah, I thought it had all that stuff in it. No. Right. Because mm. when you would say, oh, it's got a deep chocolatey No, taste. otherwise I'd go, oh, it's got a little bit of shellfish. It's got a little <laughs> bit of like lobster tails because that's what mm. they'd put like all the... They crust- filter it through. Yeah. Mm. That's why I didn't realize. I didn't know that about vegan wine because they were like, it filters through fish. So vegan wine obviously doesn't. Doesn't. What do they filter it through? Other vegans? No, I think there's a lot sort of just of <laughs> a lot of time <laughs> in the barrel. Right. Right. But yeah. Right. I've been kicked off a lot of wine tours. Wife, because they were saying you would taste their wine and tell them it was shit out. No, I don't know. Just my girlfriends and I, um, because we grew up in the wine region, so that's what you would always do. You know, when you like get together for a, a lunch, or whatever, yeah. you'd go wine touring. Yeah. And if you're a little bit too rowdy, as which we were decent, you'd go on the bus and you'd go to the other one, and then you'd go to go on the bus, and because they all talk to each other, mm. you'd get there uh, and they're like, "We're up. really sorry, um, you've actually been declined because of your last one." So you try to go back to the last one, and they're like, "No, you haven't." And then, so you have to go back to the first one of the day. No, nah, you'd, like, you'd, 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 you'd be dropped home. That, right. that would be it. There. They're very long. The two parts too long. You always too say that long. you're going to do like five wineries. I've learned my expertise, three, plenty. 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 Mm. But you don't go as many good wine tours here. Like, Cirame is really good for different festivals. Yeah. And you can go there and you have all your yeah, wine. don't really have the culture. Tasmania is good for it. Yes. Mm. Yes. Hunter Valley is not bad. Mm. How do we get into wine again? Marketing. Marketing, Marketing yeah. Mm. See, they say it doesn't work. Hey, uh, in today's podcast, of course, yes, Will Anderson is in there. There's a clue for the secret sound as well mm-hmm. and answers for Alpha Bucks. Let's get into the podcast. Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. We are now facing days of extreme weather to our 7 News meteorologist, Tony Auden. Yeah, it wasn't that long ago that we had the, the rain event. That's what we're calling it, the rain bomb. Mm. Uh, and a lot of people have had been affected. And I know that a lot of people haven't even fixed their roof or got the repairs done because it's just nope. <laughs> so time consuming. I know you haven't. No. Tony Auden from Channel 7 News. Morning. 
Good morning, guys. Another day, another lot of rain. Yes, well, when we first became friends with you, Tony, we thought we'd only talk to you once every 100 years or so, but uh, it's quite regular. Well, I must say it's been a highlight getting to know you guys between weather events and, uh, I guess, odd radio promotions over the years. (laughs) (laughs) What's happening at the moment? Because we're all... You know, when something like that has happened in the past and so many people have been flooded, every time you hear there's going to be another rain event, everyone gets nervous. We're on tender hooks. Yeah. Yeah. How bad is it? Yeah, that's right. And I can appreciate there's still a lot of people in the southeast, be it still waiting for repairs Mm -hmm. or just what we've been through this summer. It's been a huge summer. Uh, Basically, the biggest rain has been up north, Townsville, into Mackay and Rockhampton today, but we do have this separate area of rain setting in today. It's been pretty heavy on the Sunshine Coast overnight, a few falls over 100 millimetres, and uh, look, we're starting to see some steady rain in Brisbane. For the most part, the next three days, steady, soaking, moderate rain. Doesn't sound exciting, but just annoying. Mm. But uh, we could just see the odd smaller pocket of heavier rain, a little pocket of flash flooding here and there, and the creeks will definitely be up. So definitely need to be very careful on the roads. Would it be the case of um, it doesn't need to be as much? Because if I'm taking my dog for a walk, the ground everywhere is sodden. Like nothing's really had a chance to dry out. So would you need less rain for localised flooding events to happen? Absolutely. Stav, you could be a hydrologist at this rate. Basically all those catchments are still saturated off the back of summer and plenty of showers. So it's not taking much rain to see those creeks and rivers go up. To be clear, not expecting anywhere near the amount of rain to get a major Brisbane flood and even you know, some of those other major river catchments across the southeast. I don't think so. Mm. But the local creeks, some of those smaller rivers, we could see a few roads cut off here and there, the normal spots that would go under first. Is Lanina done then? Does she bugger off after that? No, La Nina's decided to hang around. We've still got those ocean temperatures, warm water near Australia, cold water out near South America, and that's helping to feed this rain band. The normal year we might get this trough system and we wouldn't see much cloud at all. This year there's cloud, there's rain because there's just so much of that humidity feeding into that system. I was talking about you yesterday, Tony, and I just need to confirm all the time. this. Talks about I'm talking all the about time. all the time. Tony, there's Tony crazy. that. Only good things, I'm sure. Yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> do you have a, a fa- like a, a little bit of a gate to your neighbours because you're that good I- friends? Yes, yeah, we built a social distancing drinks platform and I built a gate so my neighbour can come through and feed and walk our dogs. Is it, is it one of those ones, Tony, I've seen where the, the actual fence folds down and it becomes the table? No, that would have been much easier, but we have uh, blocks that aren't the same height. So I spent most of isolation in 2020 building this elaborate engineered structure that can withhold the weight of myself and my wife and two dogs to have drinks over the fence. Because wow. Matty was thinking about doing it with his neighbour, but he doesn't want to be in trouble that they are having drinks because they don't include their their wives, I guess. What's the rule? Is it that you all have to have drinks together only on Friday nights? It's... <laughs> the rule is everybody has drinks when anybody has drinks. I think okay. that's the safest bet. Right. Yeah. It's always good to put those ground rules down. It's like, well, well, as couples, we can mingle, but only as couples. I don't want to find you mingling with him when I'm not here. It gets messy. You've got to lay that groundwork very early on. Uh, yeah, you don't want to break down your relationship with the neighbours, guys. No, no. you certainly Turn you on in Channel 7 tonight. You'll have the full rundown. Thanks for chatting, buddy. Thanks, guys. Uh, common sense next few days. Uh, shouldn't be too nasty. Just be careful on the roads, everybody. Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. The National Literacy and Numeracy Test. NAPLAN. Controversial NAPLAN test. Yes, it is back. Uh, my son's doing it in year five. Matt, your son's doing it year three. Mm-hmm. 
So because it was COVID and it was cancelled, I think a lot of teachers were happy with it because mm. they don't they don't love it. No. Uh, and because it shows how bad they are, <laughs> or how good they are. But, the ones no, but it's that... just it's weird. Like some schools prep for it so much. I've yeah. noticed that the 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 real top schools, I guess, that are private and they have to have their ranking to be able to draw yeah. in new students. Yeah. They're the ones that do a lot of cramming for it. So yeah. I'm like that's not a true indication, is it? No. Because I used to cram for exams, do really well, didn't remember any of it a week later. I do feel sorry for the dumb kids because it's not the right day to go to Wet and Wild. <laughs> well, they used to do that, didn't they? <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so my son's never sat it because I scrapped it in year three. Right, yeah, yeah. And I was like, how are you feeling? Mm. Is there too much pressure? He's like, nope, mm. none whatsoever. I was mm. like, all right, you go for it. But I wouldn't be able to answer any of the questions. Of his level? No. Year five? I reckon I could do year 11 economics, but I don't think mm. I can do the year three, five or nine. Well, I we went for year three to make it easy. Did so. you? Bless. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. We've got questions here from the lap, uh, the Napland test. Mm. Do you say lap band? Uh, lap band test. Might know better about that. <laughs> How many um, meals do you have a day? <laughs> we'll let you guys uh, work mm. okay. as a team. Oh. If you would like. Or yes, please. Would no, you like no, thank you. Okay. You can answer separately. No way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want that baggage. Here we go. Question you one. You just said you don't get any of the answers right. Okay, sorry. Jared is paid $18 an hour uh-huh. for his first job. Mm-hmm. How much will he be paid if he works six hours? Are we allowed to use calculators? No. Okay. You're not allowed to use calculators. How long, how long did he work, sorry? Six hours. For $18? For $18. And what about if he works an extra? No, that's just flat the question. He works six hours today. For eighteen hours, eighteen dollars an hour. Yeah. How much? How much does he get if he works? Okay. Six hours? Did you say? Mm-hmm. I didn't ask. Answer the question though. <laughs> what? He gets paid eighteen dollars an hour. Yeah. He works six hours. How much oh, does he get paid? Eighteen times. This oh, is not a sorry. riddle. This is not a riddle, by the okay, way. I should sorry. say. There's no trick to this. What are you doing there? I'm using my calculator. You can't use your calculator. Can't use calculators. No calculators oh, in that plan. <laughs> what did you get, darling? Hang on. Uh, it's the 13, 14. Uh, I don't, close to around about 600, 100 and something bucks. 130, what's that, 136? 136. $108. Oh, 108. Well, getting there. So you were close. Mm. Oh, you know what? You were probably taking into account super there, were you? Yeah. And yeah. Well, I don't know Super's if it was included. a public holiday. Yeah. Mm. They really not allow calculators. No. Because no. you also got to show you're working. Ah. When keeping horses, mm. one hectare is recommended for every two horses. Uh-huh. How many hectares would be needed for eight horses? Okay. That's easy. Four. You're locking that answer? I am. How many? Wait, wait. Can you go again? Sorry. Oh, so when keeping stop. horses, yes. one hectare for is two, recommended for every two, two horses. horses. So if you've got... How eight. many hectares would be needed for eight horses? Four. Well done, yeah. both okay. of you. This is stressful. <laughs> Walking over a hill... <laughs> My concentration's really bad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Aaron saw yeah. that the thin bitumen road levelled out below... To wind through the low land mm. like a struggling eel. Uh-huh. The word struggling uh-huh. is used as A, uh-huh. an adjective, mm-hmm. B, a noun, or C, an adverb. Adverb. Adjective. Stav for the uh. win. 100% a guess. What's an adverb? Adverb. That's when you have a verb and you add another one. <laughs> no. 
<laughs> Adjective is describing words. Yeah. So if it describes right. something. Yeah. And a um, noun is a thing. Like it's a naming word. Yeah, yeah. Correct. Just let's not tell our kids about this. No. Hey, let's you not got, tell anyone. You two out of three, that'd be around about, what, 95% or something? Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. I want to know what you guys would prefer. Because uh, you were both married. And uh-huh. I try not to make things awkward, but I think I'm making it even worse. Right. So uh, the Brisbane Comedy Festival is happening at the moment. Yes. And a friend of mine who happens to be an ex-boyfriend right. is performing in there. And you can go and have a look at him. Uh, Gary Starr, Grease Lightning. And I think he performs all the Greek mythology in 60 minutes. I haven't seen the show. Right. Uh, but that's, a, he's, that's a marathon? It is a marathon, isn't it? Uh, so he, he's on at the, the moment at the powerhouse. I think it's running into the weekend and I was well I haven't seen it okay but uh, yeah it's good buy tickets (laughs) (laughs) Abby Coleman says it's good buy tickets (laughs) if you mention her name at the door they'll look at you funny well it received all these awards at Adelaide Fringe and overseas as well Melbourne Comedy Festival and you you, you wouldn't date someone who wasn't talented no he's a really really good actor yeah and I haven't seen him since we broke up, but we've stayed in contact. Was He's been living overseas. Was he the last one before Scott? No, okay. no, no, no. I mean, I don't want to be like, no, 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 there's heaps. I didn't mean like that. I just meant <laughs> No, like, he was way down no, the chain. I meant time wise. I said, like, well, last time he was here, I said, let's catch up. We never did. And we're like, let's catch up. I think do- I remember that. Do I say to Scott, I'm catching up with an ex-boyfriend, or do I just go for lunch and then say I caught up? Uh, Well, let's think back to this just occurred on this show, and you were helping the lady in the Dear Abs, where he had caught up with a a mutual friend of theirs without saying. And we we came to the conclusion, if he'd have said beforehand, hey, I'm going to catch up with her, it probably wouldn't have been as bad as her finding it after, so I think you should tell him. Do I say a friend or an ex-boyfriend? That's what I'm trying to work out, though. I would say ex. Because then you'll go, oh, how did your lunch go? <laughs> yeah, but you just got, you've go? got to put up with that. That's the price you pay for going on a, on a date with the ex. So your wife yeah. caught up with her ex-boyfriend in Canada, yeah. and you were so annoyed you didn't go. No, I didn't go because I don't like him. <laughs> <laughs> he's, a, he's a douche. And also, but my... is he a douche or is he just your no, partner's No, he treated ex? her really badly, which is why I don't like him. why does she still like because him? Because she's, you know, women... Oh, oh sorry, <laughs> I didn't realise. Description, old oh, women. Okay, sure, all problems solved. Yeah. Do you care? Would you prefer it to be said that it's an ex or just I'm catching up with a friend or would you prefer her not to go? Uh, I would prefer her not to go. Mm. Okay. But if I was you and you were going to tell Scotty, I'd lead with the type of show that he's in because then I don't, <laughs> don't think there'd be <laughs> any worry. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I go say like this. Out, hey, babe, babe, I'm catching up with my ex. He happens to be doing a show in tights yeah. um, and a leotard, mm-hmm. um, and he does Greek mythology. See you in three days. <laughs> <laughs> We're meeting at the W Hotel. I hope that's okay. <laughs> It'll be fun. Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. Hello, I'm the doctor. Exterminate, exterminate, exterminate. We all know that I'm a huge Doctor Who fan. I have Doctor Who tattoos uh, placed vicariously on my body. I thought we agreed not to talk about Doctor Who. No. Like, I know that there are people that like it, but it's a little bit more of a cult following. Not really. It's a pretty okay, massive show. That every time, the yeah, biggest right. shows in the world. And that's what I'm doing here. Uh, in fact, even, uh, look, 131060, if you are a woman and like Doctor Who and could I convince. know they do, okay. Stav. All right. I, All right. I just, you were banned from it because it, it did get to a situation where you cried about Doctor Who all the time. Well, once, yes. You kept bringing it up and you kept crying again and you kept watching it. mention it. (laughs) Because one of the the Doctor Who died. No, sorry, didn't die, he got regenerated. 
And he was my favourite. Uh-huh. So they can't. They, they don't die forever. They come back. Well, well they come why, back in a different version. Yeah, it's why it's such a perfect show. Genius uh, casting. The first original Doctor got sick, and they went. The show's going really well. We don't want to stop it. And then so they wrote in. Oh, when he dies, he just regenerates his body into a different person. And now, is it, wasn't there a female Doctor Who? There is a female Doctor now, Who currently, currently at the moment. Yes, it's a very going progressive well. show. Going well. Um, but uh, that was the big news this week, and I wanted to talk about it, because it is big news globally, always is. It's kind like when they announce a new James Bond. They've announced the new Doctor Who that will be replacing Jodie Whittaker, who was the first female Doctor, uh, in a couple of months. He's going uh, to take the mantle of the and new Doctor Who. And has it been Who. announced? We know. It has been announced. So... Okay. I thought, like, okay, I know abs doesn't interest you, uh, but I will do due diligence and I will try to find ways to make it exciting for you. So I actually spent some time last night and I did a Google search and I Googled a few things. I Googled um, Doctor Who facts that will impress women. <laughs> Didn't get any. So then I, did, then I, then I Googled okay. sexy Doctor Who facts for females. Yeah. Didn't get any. Then I, got, then I Googled Doctor Who facts to pick up women. Didn't get any. So I've decided to flip it. I'm going to focus on the guy who's been announced because I think you might find him at least interesting. Well, I know him. No. Unless you watch the show called Sex Education. That's my favourite show. Okay. Are you serious? Yeah. Yeah, well, he played um, He played. Oh, my God, they finally got to... Oh, no spoiler. They finally got to... And then she went over... Well, the guy who plays Eric... Eric is amazing. ...is the new Doctor Who. Well, that's progressive as well, because... Thank you, play a song. <laughs> he's fabulous. Is he? I've never seen him act, so oh, I don't know. Oh, he's fabulous. Right. He plays the best friend, um, the gay best friend, and mm. they all go to this school over in England, and it is they give sex advice because his mum, his best friend, is a sex therapist. Yes, uh, Gillian Anderson. Yeah. Mm. Uh, well, so he is Scottish. I love that show. Is he? he? Yeah, he's Scottish. He was born in Edinburgh. Yep. He loves Shakespeare, performs Shakespeare at the Globe, Abs. Uh-huh. You like Shakespeare? Yeah. yeah the reasons for you to get into the show. Uh, yes, he's in Sex I Education. I think I'm a little bit too late to get on board. He was once homeless, so... Well, why, 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 why was that? So if you don't watch the show, he may be homeless again. Oh, okay. You've got to support him. You did ask for someone who likes. Emma, in Camp Hill, you love Doctor Who and you're a woman. Congratulations. <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> Can you ex- I've been wondering when Stav's going to talk about it. this, actually. I've been mm. waiting. <laughs> that's all right. We did only get two from everyone that listens, but that's good. That's good. Are you happy with the new Doctor? Yeah, I am. I love what he said about having one heart but putting everything into being the Doctor. That yeah. was good. Doctor Who has two hearts. What? Doctor Who has two hearts. So he said, even though I only have one heart, I'm going to put everything of my heart into being the guy with two hearts. I'm going to cry again. Why does he have two hearts? Because he's an alien. Oh. Mm. Right. Yeah. It's part of his makeup. Okay. Yeah. So. Doctor Who is an alien. And you pronounce it, his name is spelled N-C-U-T-I. Pronounce it? Uh, you pronounce it Shooty. Oh. Shooty Gatwa. Sarah, you're a Doctor Who fan and you're also a woman. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Me and my daughter, Warren, and my other daughter, Zoe. Can you ex- can now, you-, you do have an accent, so I'm guessing that it is bigger over in the UK. Yeah, I think we grew up watching it over there. Yeah, yeah. You could have bunged on an accent there, Sarah. Uh, can you exp- <laughs> explain to Abby why she should watch it? Maybe why it would be good for her kids to watch it? It's so cool. Um, he's a bit wacky in some of the things that he does. Um, and yeah, Lauren says he's funny. Um, it teaches them about history. Yeah, he time um, travels. Alien stuff. Um, it goes back to some of the important times in history. He went to Pompeii um, one time, just before the what volcano is he, What's erupted. his purpose? What is he doing? At saving the world. Yeah, he saves the world from aliens. That right up your alley. 
Oh, <laughs> you didn't have me an alien. <laughs> I'll get that. Well, give, give, do me one favour. Yes, I'll watch one episode. Give Shooty a try. Yeah. And if you don't like Shooty... I'll go back to sex education. 100%. Yeah. All right. Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. Domestic violence is a national crisis. One woman a week and one man a month are killed by a current or former partner. Yeah, I uh, became an ambassador of Small Steps for Hannah, which is the foundation that Sue and Lloyd, the parents of Hannah Clark, uh, started after her brutal murder from mm-hmm. her estranged husband of her and her three beautiful kids. And I wanted to be a part of it because I have just, I've, to be honest, I've worked on this station, I've worked on other stations, and it's always bothered me that we're constantly reporting on domestic violence mm-hmm. and our hands are sort of tied and it feels like, oh, it's a domestic violence situation. That's different than a brutal murder and it's not. It's not. It's exactly what it is, and I feel so sad that it took um, such a horrendous crime to get the attention of everyone, but mm-hmm. I feel like it has progressed into something that was announced that was brilliant yesterday. Yep. Uh, Shannon Fentiman, who is the Attorney General, joins us. Um, Shannon, it was big news yesterday, wasn't it? Oh, Abby, it was huge, and the Premier and I announced that we would be accepting all of the recommendations of the Women's Safety and Justice Task Force, and that includes criminalising coercive control, Mm -hmm. which was the dangerous behaviour that Hannah experienced um, in the lead-up to her brutal murder. And in the gallery, we had Sue and Lloyd, and we had the families of other victims, and it was an incredibly emotional day because we all knew that this would change the system and keep other women safe. Yeah, I think it's a, it's an absolutely amazing thing and it is so so needed at this time because I think coercive control as it, it's always been around but with the advent There's of social There's never been a name. I've never no, heard of it before. But with the advent of social yeah. media and, and the, the inability to be away from someone as well, I think it's gotten worse as the technology's gotten better because you used to be able to escape somewhere but it, people are everywhere now. Yeah. You know? I think Absolutely. It, yeah. mm. Speaking to Lloyd as well before and I was saying you know what are sort of I guess the restrictions of it as well and why is it so hard Mm. and it's because it is a behavior that um, I guess is always behind closed doors and if it's not physical then people go then that's not it but if you're controlling someone and there's no respect um, in that relationship that is what it focuses on right Shannon? Uh Yeah, and it is so dangerous. So coercive control is the biggest predicting factor for intimate partner homicide. So it is dangerous, it's controlling, it's, you know, controlling where women go, what they wear, who they see, their access to money. And as you said, they use invasive uh, surveillance technology now. And it is so dangerous. And so many women haven't realised that they are in a domestic violent relationship Mm. with this behaviour. And that's what we've got to change. And I know that there has been, uh, as part of your government, 363 million package um, to double down on offenders and I guess uh, look at all the inquiry of how police handle the situation as well. I feel like we need to have like completely open and honest conversation about it, which is very uncomfortable for a lot. But we're looking at a lot of the the most horrendous stuff happens when a woman or a man is leaving the situation and also when maybe children have been restricted from an alleged perpetrator. Mm. Do you feel like there needs to be more support at that time on both sides so we can prevent horrendous things happening? Absolutely. That is the most dangerous time when a woman or a man makes that decision to leave because that's when the perpetrator's control and power is at risk. So 
The package we announced yesterday ranges from, as you said, a commission of inquiry mm -hmm. into what happens when people come forward to police, but it's also respectful relationships in our schools so that the next generation can understand this dangerous behaviour so that young men can know uh, what is a respectful relationship and young women as well, as well as support for our frontline services, mm -hmm. more perpetrator programs and more support for victims at court. So it is... It was a historic package yesterday designed to really change the system to put victims front and centre. Fantastic and historic. Can I ask, though, these things do take time. How long will, until the curse of control becomes an actual um, a law? So the task force recommended that the laws be introduced before the end of next year because they felt if we did it any sooner, our system wouldn't be ready to mm. respond because the community needs to understand it. We need to train our first responders because the whole idea is we want successful laws that pr successfully prosecute these perpetrators. So coercive control will be introduced next year, but a whole lot of work begins before then. Well, Shannon Fentiman, you are the Attorney General for Queensland. Thank you for your time this morning. Thanks so much. Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. $10,000. Win that tomorrow, guys. It'll be the 12th of May. Here are some answers. Yeah, your letter is lemon. Uh, one of the answers is the best dessert in the whole entire world, which is a lemon meringue, meringue pie. Mm -hmm. Listerine. Which you have after the lemon meringue pie. And Lily and, Allen. Which you have after both. That's true. Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. Children from two to five years old will be given a chance to be independent. Their parents ask them to run errands alone. Are they old enough? Oh, how parenting here in Australia is completely wrong. Yep. Have you? There's a new show uh, called Old Enough, and when I say new show, it is a cult following in Japan, uh -huh. and they are now showing the the episodes here mm -hmm. in Australia. But I think it dates back from 2013. Yeah, it's been running for a really long time. And it is basically where young kids go and do errands for their parents. This is a bit of the show. This is the American voiceover of it, but it all is in Japanese with subtitles. The little boy in the squeaky shoes is just under three years old and embarking on a mile-long parent-free journey before arriving at the grocery store where he's tasked with buying food and flowers. He then returns home, his first errand complete. It sounds amazing. What I don't get, though, is because it follows like three and four-year-olds uh, doing chores. Yeah. And it started in 2013. So now does it follow like 18 and 21-year-olds doing chores? Because that doesn't have much of a... No, no. Right. So they're they're different just, kids every they're season. They're different kids. Right, but that makes more sense. in Japan, they actually feel it. It's not like, oh, my God, can they do it? Like, mm. you know, we had that parent show and it was seeing the good and the bad parenting. Yeah, they it's, did it. Yeah, but yeah. it's not like that in Japan. It's actually just seeing, like, and they all sort of laugh at some of the things. So he's got these flowers for his first era and, and they're as big as him and he's mm. dragging them on the floor. Right, right, right. And then he forgets the curry and he goes back. Mm. Oh, I can't watch it without my palms getting sweaty. Mm. Because are we all just helicopter parents here in Australia mm -hmm. or do we have a different culture? Because there is no way. Mm. I can't even get my son to cross a road by himself. Right. Like, no way. Hmm. My other son has just started catching the bus and I check him to see where he is and he's 10 hmm. and I still don't think he's old enough. But then all of a sudden we have this culture here in Australia where it's like, can't do anything, can't do anything, can't do anything, 18, have fun. Yeah, that's true. Out you go. But yeah. I, you haven't showed me the washing machine. Get out. Yeah. Um, yeah, you're right. And, but, it, yeah, and we are quite different here. Uh, in I can remember when Rory started walking to school this year. 
And that was hectic. And it's only like I can pretty much I could stand on my roof and see the school. But are we not a like, safe culture? Because no, I said to Adrian, I think we're safe. Adrian? I think we're just. Um, Adrian was saying because he's no one's been to Japan here. I know no. I haven't been to Japan. See, I haven't been to Japan, but you went there for your honeymoon, and you said that this was common. Yeah, super common. Um, you'd be on the subway, and you would see like you know four or five year old kids with their multicolored backpacks all sort of heading to school and things and you'd just see them on the street or little groups of them walking together right. um, and they would be on their way to school or, or kindy and stuff like that. And then wear a flag to indicate that they're alone without a flag. Yeah, they'd all have these like bright colored little ponchos and Aww. things. It was very cute, but like it was, be- but most of the people understood that that's where they were heading, like to school mm. and people would also sort Help of half out. keep an eye on them. Yeah. Because wow. it's like at the when they go to the supermarket, I know that they're filming a show and probably they've got their heads up, but no one's surprised. Right. It's not like, oh my God, there's a child. Because you your know mother? yourself, if you're at the park and there's a child, yeah. that's the thing, you go, whose kid is this? Mm-hmm. We're not going to leave them alone. Mm. But then if you think about it from the other thing, imagine how much time we would all have. Because the mum's at home, the kid's gone to the shops, crosses roads and everything. Kids, guess what? You're half Japanese. Uh, I'm going to get, they, uh, you're going to get me Uber Eats. And then and... They, they, they bring it back. Mm. Oh, you get a whole new person in your house to help out. But I just get scared about not being a helicopter mum. Mm. I, still, I still do lunches for the kids. I still pack their bags. Might be a bit different for you, Maddie, because you grew up in Gladstone. But I was probably, I think, grade two. I started walking to school myself, mm. and you, you didn't think of it. But you can't do that these days. Why though? Why? Because there's more concern for kids. There's See, more. I, you're hearing about, you know, kidnapping yeah. and terrible things. And I don't know what happened where we've changed as a society. But you don't want to be that person that gives them the freedom. No. And you try to be like, I'm cool with it. And then something bad happens. And it's constantly that what if. See, I, I think we live in a safer world. We just hear about the bad stuff more. I don't think we do. I think we do. So I guess we just agree to disagree. Uh, but yeah, I think most of the time when something happens to a child, it is a family member. Um, Would you those... send Rory to the shops by herself with a list of what to get? No. <laughs> <laughs> Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. I got a An election on May the 21. Yeah, Gruen Nation, it's tonight, uh, 8 p.m., ABC TV, ABC iView, and uh, this guy's on there, Will Anderson. He's got the giggles at that. i got to say, that is better than anything that I've had to watch for Gruen Nation to research the show. If one of the companies had just employed, instead of these fancy advertising agencies, T-Pain and you guys, <laughs> to put together an election jingle, I think it would have worked better. Thank you, yeah, well, a Steph high compliment there, He's the person Thank that you. always talks about voting the most and, uh, yeah, writes a lot on it, and he's the one on the group that can't actually vote because he's not a citizen. Yeah, I'm not an Australian citizen, Will, so I've never voted. Hang on. You are not an Australian citizen. What is your, like... He's so bogan, still? I know what you mean. Like, where did he come from? <laughs> I was born in Glasgow, hence the bogan. I was born in Glasgow Yeah, in but you have been here a very long time. Surely you've taken out Australian citizenship. You've been over here scooping up our lucrative <laughs> commercial radio dollars for decades. <laughs> yeah. Come on, yeah. become an Australian. But, but, Will, that's the thing. The only thing that garners me is the ability to vote. And I, no, I, I don't, don't that is not that true. Much. I've always said to you, if you commit a crime yeah. and you go to jail, they're going to send you back to Scotland. So that's why I told you to become Australian <laughs> 
citizen. <laughs> I mean, you thought that was the most likely scenario yes, that he I had did. to watch out for. Yeah. I mean, yeah. of course, you know, if you're overseas, now what do they serve in like Scottish jails? Is it like haggis, like three meals <laughs> three, a three day? Three squares of haggis what, and a Guinness. Yeah, that, 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 that is like a long stretch with a cellmate if you're both drinking Guinness. That's all I would say. <laughs> that is true. That so, is true. So the Guru Nation is returning, uh, yeah, tonight and uh, next week as well, uh, eight p.m. on ABC TV. Um, what, are you going to focus on all the advertising? Because I know that they, they're probably not advertising, but you know the people that I've always wanted to speak to are the ones that hold, you know, the placards and they're giving you the oh, flyers yeah. and none of them are getting paid. And last time I asked one, I said, well, why are you doing this? And he thought I was being rude and said, oh, you don't need to take one. I'm like, no, I legitimately want to know. Are you such a fan that you're volunteering your time? Like what? I mean, I think like fan is probably the wrong term. It's not like they're outside my concert hanging out, <laughs> handing out like you know, come and see Will Anderson tonight. <laughs> no. Often they believe in the principles and okay. the ideas behind yes. the parties rather than yep. just being a fan <laughs> of the person. Yeah. No, I'm just a big ScoMo fan. I'm part of the ScoMo army. <laughs> you know, I just love him. I go to all his gigs. I just think he's fantastic. I liked his I earlier his work. Merch. I liked him before he was cool. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I love his. Favorite, my favorite song of his is um, That's Not My Job. Mm-hmm. I love it. He does it at every gig. He'll be doing someone else's job and then he'll bring out That's Not My Job. He does all his fa- all my favorite hits, to be honest with you. I love when he says, How Good's That? That's one of my favorites. He did How Good's okay. That. Um, and he, he closed with I Love Australia. I would love when he says, I love Australia. You and are then he actually played something on the ukulele. It was a great gig. What do you think, though, with Gruen? I mean, and you guys, obviously, you dive deep into advertising and the brains behind advertising and the mental thing that it's doing to people. Do you think political advertising works? Do you think anyone's getting it right doing it this time around, or is it all just fluff? Like, there's so many placards up in Toowoomba, you can't really walk around without hitting them. Is that doing anything? That's a, I mean, that's a really good point, though, because basically we have a situation at the moment where uh, the major parties have spent about $10 million bucks combined on advertising during wow. this election. Clive Palmer is going to spend around $100 million. Yeah. So that is the equivalent of if Coke and Pepsi were in the market spending $10 million and AC Cola decided to spend $100 million. So <laughs> that's bang like, on. it yeah. does actually mean, like, how effective can those other big parties' messages be when they're being drowned out in this sea of yellow? So you walk anywhere, particularly in Queensland, but all over the country, you know, outside, it's like a Coldplay song. Everything's yellow. And, you know, the parties talk about three-word slogans. Clive's made it even simpler. He has a three-word slogan that's just one word repeated three times. Freedom, freedom, freedom. (laughs) Like, he's really simplified it down. So... I think that what we're seeing is a Harvey Norman-style campaign yeah. in that you're seeing constant repetitive advertising. So this week, we're going to cover off that. Next next week, we're going to look at micro-targeting because mm-hmm. what can really happen now is, like, instead of them saying, um, you know, we're going to send out this giant placard and try to get everybody to vote under this one banner, they can say, you know what Abby's into? This, this, and this. We're going to target this message specifically to Abby when we send it to her online, and it will mean it will be more appealing to her. Obviously, we're not going to send it to stab because apparently he doesn't vote. Apparently he's not an Australian. I would say go back to your own country, coming over here, taking our jokes. Oh, I'd vote for you. <laughs> but it's always more powerful when you got that select marketing. I only went to marketing, uh, studied at uni for a, a few years, and you just realise like if you are talking directly to people, all of a sudden if it's not anything that appeals to them, they go. Oh God, it's addressed to me. Mm. They actually do care, and it makes you feel that special and that sort of connected. So you go, yeah, sure, you have my vote. 
And you can now do that in ways that we don't even recognize. Mm. So it's not like we've ticked a whole bunch of boxes. But say, for example, you might have had recently had a kid. They know that because you've been searching you know, baby clothes and mm. cots and stuff like that. So you're going to get a whole bunch of messages about like the healthcare system and childcare and affordable childcare and what that party is going to do for you. So you can often just think, wow, this party is really specifically talking to me when they are absolutely really specifically talking to you and there might be someone else in the same house who might be getting messages about how to buy a cheap ute under yeah. a new government mm. scheme because that's what's appealing to them. Like when you're trying to pick up two different chicks at a nightclub. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's a good example. Thank you, Will. Thank you, Will Anderson, Brewer Nation, tonight, ABC TV, ABC iView, 8 o'clock. I'm Scottish. I'm two different Oh, guys. yeah, now you know him. <laughs> Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. You know I'm right. You're wrong. My answer is no. A bit of a ruckus occurred uh, down the Gold Coast at a uh, super cheap auto store where a woman was shopping there and then she left the store with her baby and pram. And one of the um, staff members went, ah, na, na, na. Um, there ain't no baby in that pram. And I just saw you put a whole um, bunch of our gear in there. And, and I got most of it back, but then she left. Mm hmm. And now they're doing an investigation into it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he has been stood down while they look into his actions. I think he'll come out to be okay. I'd like to know if they stood him down with pay or without pay. For me, that makes a difference. With pay. Oh. Yeah. He's well, on- I, I mean, it's still not nice. You kind of go, well, if for everyone looking at it, they were like, he did the right thing. Mm. But they're like, well, we don't know. We just want to double check. Because yeah. it's a real shift now where they're like, don't accuse people or uh, don't chase after mm. it. Like, I, I'm pretty sure at petrol stations, they're just like... Tag it. I don't, I don't think that's their motto, if someone asks for money, give it. But what I'm saying is don't put yourself in danger. Yeah. Well, but and there's also the other side of the comment we were talking about yesterday, where the guy tackled the streaker, and the streaker's breaking the law, mm. and he got in trouble for what? how hard he tackled the what streaker. What game was that at? Titans on the Gold Titans, Coast. Titans, yeah. And then so, she came out and said she plays NRL and she's okay with it. Yeah, when she was a kid, she said, I've been hit before, it didn't hurt that much. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. But her boyfriend did break up with her. And he sort of clever by this this um, shoplifter, or alleged shoplifter, I guess we should say, um, because that I think that's the key of this one here is she's going, stay away from my baby. And he's risked a lot there because if he's, it was covered with a blanket, like when mm. your baby's sleeping or you're protecting it from the sun, and he's like reefing the blanket off and, and digging into the pram to get the stuff. And if there was, if he was wrong... If it was wrong and it's filmed, then everyone would take another step and say, how dare you yeah. do that? Yes. Yeah. And, and then it would be like, a, she's a mother, you've accused a mother of stealing stuff, rah, 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 you scared the baby, all that stuff. But um, Autobahn have put up their hand and said, we'll take him. Yeah, good advertising. For Genius. Them. Good advertising. Who? Genius. <laughs> <laughs> but on 131060, we want to know, have you wrongly accused someone? Because that, that's what I'm saying for this. If, you... if he had have been wrong, he would have been in a lot of trouble. He was very lucky these that he was days right. you're looking at the cameras. Mm. So you know. Mm. But, I mean, I used to work at a clothing store and someone did take clothes. Mm. And I was like, okay, cool. I, I don't want to keep accusing them. And then they actually did steal them. Mm. But I asked her and she told me, no, she hadn't. So I thought that's legit. Like if you saw someone stealing something at a place that you didn't work, you just did a Coles and you see someone put a can of Coke in their pocket, would you say something? Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I would get involved. 
Because mm. I would say there's cameras. Maybe I would go and say, I'm so sorry, I feel like there's someone shoplifting. But they have all those codes where they're looking at the cameras and they're like... Clean up on aisle three. Yeah, yeah. Or there's yeah. the ice cream spill and you're like, no one's eating ice cream. We know that that's fake. Yeah, you've got to be really 100% sure mm. that you are right if you're going to accuse someone, especially if it's like a flatmate or a friend where if you accuse them of that and they haven't done it, that's the end of that relationship. Mm. Yeah. We I'm have- pretty sure the woman with the pram isn't going to talk to this guy anymore. We did have a uh, a lovely lady that was doing uh, like nanning and babysitting when um, we first moved up here, and she was really lovely. Uh, but a laptop was missing, oh. and I asked her in a very pointed way because I was like, "It was totally there." Uh, and she came around the next time and pointed where it was, and it was still there. And that relationship broke down. Mm. She put it back, did she? No, she didn't put it back. But it just—it's so rude. Like I've just then put her in a completely yeah. different light. Yeah, mm. Jessica uh. and Griffin. What happened? Hi guys. Um, I did wrongly accuse someone, but that wasn't for stealing. It was actually I worked at the tavern, the local tavern in Deception Bay, mm. and we had thought that a gentleman had a gun in his back pocket. Oh. And this guy was actually quite rowdy, so I was concerned, and I went to my manager and told him about the weapon in his back pocket. So my manager has gone up to this man and asked, you know, um, the man about the, the gun in his back pocket. And the gentleman kindly stood up and pulled out what we thought was a weapon. So we were all a bit, you know, concerned. Mm. And it actually ended up being a walking stick that you could extend out. Oh, yeah, no, okay. <laughs> yeah, I know those and ones. I've never seen one. I've never seen one that extends. And oh, we felt terrible, <laughs> absolutely terrible. Was he a regular? Uh, yeah, yes and no. Yeah. Not as regular as, yeah. you know, not as regular as others, but he, yeah, he did quite frequently visit, oh, yeah. Did he That's... find it funny or was he offended um, or? Oh, uh, he, at, at first he was offended and mm. then I personally went over and spoke to him with a, with a schooner of beer mm. and yeah. I apologised and I told him what had happened. Wow. And he is, he's kind of blunt and, and rude mm. most of the time, but he actually kind of took a, t- uh, took a step back and, yeah, kind of understood, but... Mm. It was well, a schooner. Yeah. It was the only time that wasn't the gun in his pocket, but he wasn't pleased to see her. Mm, I know, well, back pocket, otherwise you could use it. Uh, uh, yeah, okay. All right, okay, Letitia. Don't, don't. Okay. Letitia, in the Gabba, wrongly accused, was it you? It sure was me. It was probably one of the most mortifying times of my life. Oh. I was, like, a teenager. I had this boyfriend. He used to live with his parents. Anyway, um, the mum had left $50 on the counter, and the boyfriend had left me like in bed because he went to work early and anyway a couple days later he was like hey i really need to talk to you about something he was like listen fifty dollars went missing the other day like it was only fifty bucks like did you take it i didn't take it Mm -hmm. and anyway like after you know the mum was like i don't want her back over here she stole my fitty um (laughs) but it turns out the little sister fully thieved it and told everyone black and blue like leticia was the only one that was here And it just fits, yes. doesn't it? Letitia took the fitty. <laughs> like it <Yes>. just <laughs> yeah. did he break it up had with you? To have been me. Did did you, did it end the relationship? Um, I didn't want to stay there ever again. I was like, ew, I'm not a thief, and I'm not coming back because I hate your family. Bye. Wow, Letitia. Could have been love. You married now? <laughs> Tara in Narangba, wrongly accused. What happened? Okay, so my husband takes my car for a drive to the chemist and drives home and says, babe, the police chopper followed me from the chemist's home. Oh. You're, you're a spastic. <laughs> he goes, no, no, I'm being serious. I'm like, no, no, you're paranoid. So he goes for a drive to see if the police chopper will follow him. Fifteen minutes later, I call him. I'm like, where are you? 
he has been followed by the police dropper and five police cars because someone had mis-entered a license plate that was reported stolen and entered mine. Oh, so they thought your car was stolen. They thought my car was stolen and I'm... On the phone to the police saying, listen, check the glove He's box. a tall he's guy. All... He's got dark hair. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> like, he's got the full service history from when I bought the car three years ago. I've owned the plates for six years. There is no way. Long story short, someone's entered in the wrong number when they've um, entered in someone's stolen plate. And the first thing they're going to do is, I haven't stolen it when they come out. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's what you're going to say. It's well, hard to convince them otherwise, my... I guess. That's true. My husband is a colourful character and has many tattoos. Mm. And, of course, you know, no expense was spared with the uh, Queensland police surface with the police chopper and five police cars surrounding him. There's a, there's, a, there's, a, there's a good solid ten minutes there, though, where you know you haven't done anything wrong and you've got a police chopper following you that you can have a bit of fun oh, with. You say that, though, but every time a cop's driving behind you, you feel like you've done something wrong when you haven't. That's true. Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. Taxi! Taxi! You guys are going to go, you knew this. But I didn't know that I am a professional taxi now. Like, that is my that is my second job. It's unpaid, but I'm a mum's taxi. Ah. That's what I have signed up for. And mm-hmm. it's just sort of dawned on me that, that is, that's probably my main job. A mover. A mover, yeah. I guess so. I should have called that. I just say mum's taxi. Mm, now you're a mover. Yeah. And I, I, I always said to my kids, any sport you want to do, I'm up for it. I'm never going to say no. That was a mistake. Oh, huge mistake. <laughs> Huge mistake. What was I thinking? Huge mistake. But I thought it would be Big. good for them to be active and, you know, involved in different groups. And I'm just doing the same that my mum did for me. Mm. I have become her. And that's not a bad thing. It used to always be my worst nightmare. And now I'm like, I kind of like her. I kind of like her. I kind of like her. Yeah. So it's worked in well. But this is my job. And I was speaking to my son yesterday because I was trying to work out how many hours I did. And I was just like, he should do equivalent chores as well. Mm. So I was asking him what he thinks about paying. Do you know what a mum's taxi is? No clue. What do you think I do every night? Drive. Who do you reckon I drive around the most out of me, these three me, places? Me, oh, me, yeah, me. okay, cool. What about if I calculate it and uh-huh. I'm like a taxi uh-huh. and taxis charge you per K? I don't like where this is going. <laughs> <laughs> so then I can invoice you at the end of the week of how much I've done. And then you can do as many chores as you need to pay me the money. I'm not paying you money. But I'm a professional mum's taxi. But you're my mum. Yeah, and I'm a taxi. And your job's to get me places if you're a mum's taxi. <laughs> when There's different that... between a taxi and a mum taxi. Mum taxi is for free taxis. Are you going to drive your brothers around when you get your licence? Probably, I guess, yeah, maybe. Are you going to charge them petrol? Yes, yes. But they're my brothers, you're my mum. <laughs> <laughs> he probably will charge them. And I was, like, complaining about it, just going, that's all I do in the afternoon. Like, mm. from school pickup to, yeah, to 7.30, like, that's all I do. Hectic. And I was whinging like a, you know, a bit of a cow. Mm. And a friend of mine is 10 years older, and she said to me, stop. I was like, why? She goes, you're going to miss that. Mm. I said, yeah, I guess. And she goes, do you know how much I miss watching the kids play sport? And at the time, you don't appreciate it. Mm. But she goes, and do you know what it is? You've got a captive audience when they're in the car. To mm-hmm. be able to chat. Mm-hmm. She said, so I would always pick them up, and I'm sure that you've done the same, Maddie. Like, pick them up from parties, 
because that's your opportunity. That's your chat time. That's your chat that's time. That's your tr- truth serum. Yes. Mm. So now I've turned it into where I've always got snacks. Mm-hmm. I've even got a fart machine if mm. they've had a bad day because that's how you do boys. It wasn't my idea. It was in the book Raising Boys. Sure you've got a fart machine, but that's <laughs> fine. Yeah, as long as they're entertained. But I was like, that's your opportunity to ask questions because they can't go anywhere. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I should have let, I do that with Scotty. I'm like, let's drive down to the coast mm. so I can have a conversation because it's not like he's going to drop and roll. Well, it's like I always say. If someone said to me, do you want to have a six-month-old baby for the rest of your life? And I would say, no, that's a living nightmare. But it only lasts for six months, and then they're a completely different person. So you've got to enjoy those moments while they happen because they won't happen. All you've got is the moment right now. That's why it's called the present. Wow. Mm. Do you miss driving your son around now he's got his own license? Um, I mean, I've got the win now where he picks me up. Perfect. And when yeah. I'm full of truth Do you know he was going to meet go. us in the valley? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, he rang me uh, on the way home on, um, on Mom's Friday. Got Mom's got wild. I was like, no, nah, mate. I know you're just getting out. It's 12.30. I'm going home. God, the- I wish you'd have called me. I'd spent 45 minutes looking for an Uber. <laughs> <laughs> the hardest part is when they drive off in their yeah. own car yeah. on their own. Yeah. Because you will probably never drive them again. And their safety is in their, their hands. hands. I and think that, that would be terrifying. That's where you're going to go, oh. I wish I didn't mm. learn yeah. they're driving from me. Yeah, yeah, 100%. But the other thing he said, <laughs> write all these down for now for them when you're out in the valley at, when you're 60 and get Finney to come and pick you up. <laughs> yeah, with this little young guy over here. <laughs> yeah. No, I do. I appreciate it. Like all the party dates that they're going to at the moment, yes, they've got a better social life than me. Mm. But all their sports is actually just... I'm. Now going, yeah, I need to not complain about it and enjoy the 10 hours in the car a week. I can't wait for that to start. <laughs> Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. As another show draws to a close, Stav, Abby and Matt take a moment to reflect. Mm, as it's getting cold and we're hearing it's going to be the worst flu season and there's a lot going around and apparently we've got no immunity after COVID. I don't Cheering. know. Well, yeah, I know, right? But I don't know if I'm sick or I had a big weekend. Both? <laughs> well, both. Like the tacos? Both, yeah. Mm. And I just feel like maybe I'm just a little bit run down, but you always want to do the right thing if you've got a tickly throat or mm. maybe it's allergies. You're in this situation, Maddie. So I was like, do COVID tests. Why are they not cheaper now? Oh, they're expensive. Like, there's no supply issue now, right? No. So can we not just lower the costs? Mm. Or is it still just money to be made? Money to be made. Money to be made. Because I'm like, oh, we try to do the right thing. How much do you pay? Doing it for every day. Uh, two for 30. What'd you get? I got five for 50. Oh, gee, that's good. But they said that it didn't work. What? They were cheaper because they didn't work. They're faulty. <laughs> that's not what they said. <laughs> no, but now I'm at the thing where my mum gets second them. Hand. They give it to you. They give it to you. <laughs> get them from Lifeline. <laughs> well, seniors get them free. Wow. So my mum's trying All to do right, the right. I will. <laughs> Just had to ask. <laughs> Way to go about it, round of so much. Yeah, you're not far off. So thanks, but no thanks. Got the car serviced yesterday. Yes. And um, I always set my clock fast in my car to help me with being late. How how fast? Three minutes? Six. Whoa. Yeah, it's a hefty amount of time. So technically you're six minutes late every day. No, no, six he, minutes forward, so I'm But he adjusts it. But you get here on time, so technically. <laughs> oh, yes, 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 correct. Well, the thing is, you know you've got six minutes leeway. It doesn't work. So it, it's, it's so stupid. Once yeah. you know, all I do is just, you know, do that. Yeah. But then when I got at uh, service yesterday, they were very helpful. Oh, my God. rectified oh. my six-minute problem. Yeah. Um, they didn't tell me because, mm. of course, they would just assume I would want to know. But 
They didn't know that I was aware of the six-minute difference, so I run six minutes late on purpose to be on time. Ironically, you still rocked up at the same time today, late. But he, I, was, he thought he was early. I was, <laughs> I was pedal to the metal. Uh, thanks, but no thanks. You set the uh, clocks in the bedroom a bit more. <laughs> it was half an hour, babe. Well done. I don't think it was. Yeah. 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 It's worth a shot. Okay. Yeah. Time. Uh... She's looking at the time. You're doing something wrong. <laughs> oh, am I? Let me just do them. It's the TV. I thought she's trying to beat a record or something. Is right. Usually watching shit scream. <laughs> so I'm sleeping on the couch for the foreseeable. Uh, nothing wrong at home. Just the missus is infected. With she the, got COVID. She got the spicy cough. So we're doing the right thing. She's staying in the bedroom. Uh, and I am sleeping in the lounge room. Cooking meals, delivering them to her? Yeah, just uh, I, I cut a little hole out at the bottom of the door and I slide it under like the Shawshank Redemption. So you know. Yeah. I haven't heard from her for a while. She might be uh, burrowing away to freedom as we speak. I'm not entirely sure. <laughs> uh, but I was lying on the couch and uh, Gussie, my dog, sleeps on the couch with me. Also, I'm not happy with that, but that's where we are at the moment. And I was woken up at 1.30 this morning uh, because he had rolled onto the TV remote control, uh, which isn't too bad, but it was on, I think it was like Aliens, Alien 2. So it was it just turned on, went from sleeping to explosions mm. and sh- uh, gunfire and chest poppers. Imagine and... if it was an accident. He just does that every night. When was that? Just Everyone's asleep. asleep and catch up on my Netflix and chill. Uh-huh. <laughs> so thanks for nothing. Brisbane wakes up with Staff, Abby and Matt on B105.